and hello we are live uh today is november 29th 2018 and this is cheap seats this is our sixth season and our fourth podcast this year as usual i'm here i'm your host hunter chambers you're here i'm here <laughs> and i'm joined by teddy hirschfield how you doing hunter uh derek duncan how you guys doing kevin mccormick jr yellow and of course who rudely interrupted me kobe manzo howdy <laughs> Uh, today is all about sports as usual, and we'll kick things right off. Um, the NFL season is full swing again. Um, it's really, what is it, week 13 now? And who's standing <coughs> out to you guys right now? Um, I know the, there's a competition right now between the top three teams. It's really the Chiefs, Saints, and Rams. Rams who's, yep. who's your top team right now? I know, I think, I know personally, I think it's the Saints just on the fact alone that they have Drew Brees, who's a vet. He's been in this situation many MVP times before. This season. Yeah. He's been in this situation many times before, and I think just the experience is going to over uh, is going to help him more than it will for Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I agree with that for sure. Talk about the explosiveness of the Chiefs and the Rams as far as offenses go, and the Chiefs have been in a lot of predominantly offensive battles this year. It's been kind of a shootout as far as who can outscore the other team with a little bit of a lack of defense in some of their games. And I think that's where the Rams and the you know, and the Saints have a little bit of a head start on those guys where, um, you know, that defense travels. And sometimes the offense isn't going to show up for big games, but when your defense travels, you always have a shot to win the game. So yeah. I definitely have the Chiefs third on my list there. And I would agree with Kevin that the Saints are definitely my front runner. Well, personally, I think the Rams are my front runner because – I think all of those offensives stack up against one another. I think none of them really stick out to me. They all could put up 50 points if they really wanted to. They all could get into shootouts if they really wanted to. Chiefs, I agree with you, Kobe. They are a team that if they get into a defensive battle, they're going to lose because their defense gives up too many penalties and can't create turnovers. But the Chiefs and the Saints, on the other hand, I, I mean the Rams, Rams and the Saints, Saints on the yeah. other hand, I believe the Rams have the better defense, and once again, defense wins championships, and I think the Rams have the better defense to get it out during the year. They have the best person, I think the best defensive player in the league, and Aaron Donald. Aaron so Donald, defensive Aaron tackle. Donald. If you ever have someone on defense that's in the running for an MVP for the league, you know that that defense is going to be of an elite caliber yeah. because yeah. a guy like Aaron Donald is going to take those people that play around him, and he's going to bring them to another level of play. Because you see him play like that. You see him play how intense he plays and the stats that he puts up. He leads the league in so many statistics and categories. He leads the league and in sacks as a defensive tackle, and that's like yeah, unheard of. Very, because so. you have those pass specialists on the outside, and that is their sole job is to get to that quarterback and for him to eat up the holes in the run game and also be an absolute threat in the passing game. That multi-threat mentality that he has, he gets everything done. He's a really a Swiss Army knife for the Rams defense. Yeah, because it's really unheard of to be like – for defensive line, it's really like for the NFL, they have like eight guys that usually rotate in. Mm -hmm. Aaron Donald will play all three downs, all four downs, mm -hmm. yeah. and that's very surprising. They can play him outside. They can play him inside. Usually he's inside. I saw a statistic that he he is uh, double teamed on 82% of blocks that he's on the mm -hmm. field, 82% yeah. of the time because he's, he's that good. Yeah. And when he doesn't get double teamed, he's going to still make plays, and when he does get double teamed, he's still going to make plays. Yeah. So, yeah. Pick your poison. I yeah. think um, – now getting away from that topic, I think as like um, I think a conf or a division that stands out right now is the NFC East. Uh, you got three teams in that division. Actually, no, two teams that are six and five, which being the uh, Cowboys and the Redskins. Philadelphia sitting close at five and six, and you have the Giants at three and eight. That division could really go any direction. The, personally, I think my favorite in that I think it's Dallas. Dallas looks the most 
well run up all of them especially with uh redskins using losing alex oh, yeah. smith. Alex if, smith if alex smith was still in there i would i would say dallas i mean i would say washington's well, would win that but with him out i really think it's dallas's yeah, it's conference to lose. it's even better than yeah. dallas's minnesota right now because they're six and four but they're, they're tied one but yeah but they're uh they're ahead of dallas so i think minnesota's got the uh, the edge over dallas well minnesota's they're in the nfc yeah. north which yeah. that when the North I'm is talking about the National Football League, the, the overall standings. Oh, yeah, the yeah, NFC, the, yeah, the, the conference, the overall standings for the one and the two for yeah, the, the whole entire league. I'm talking about that Minnesota has an edge over Dallas, though. So. Oh, yes, yeah, because they have that one tie. But, yeah. So if it did come down to a playoff situation where they were battling out for like a three seed or something like that, uh, assuming both teams went out, Minnesota would get the I, upper yeah, hand. Yeah, I'd say that. Minnesota would beat Dallas. Because personally, coming in, how everybody was probably thinking that it's the Eagles' conference to lose. Because yeah. the Eagles Super defending Bowl Super Bowl champs. champions, yeah. and their team didn't nothing really changed. They just got better. Yeah. But losing Jai and losing, um, who they lost some other guy. Their defense is just not good. Yeah. Like, like their past Lance coverage. Kendricks. That's who they lost. Yeah. They lost their uh, Eric Kendricks. They he did some violence Michael. or whatever. Michael yeah. Kendricks. Michael. Yeah. And they lost him. So really, he was their middle linebacker, and that's mm-hmm. just. Losing a middle linebacker is like losing a quarterback on defense. So yeah, yeah their pass coverage is not good. It's I, looking from looking at this season and comparing it to last season. What what we saw from them, their pass co- their pass coverage has gone down tremendously, and that's really the reason why they're not looking as hot. And their offense last game against the um well against they played the Giants last week and they won that one. Uh, that was another close game. The Giants are actually for them being three and eight. They're actually probably the best three and eight team I've seen. Uh, they've had a lot of close <laughs> yeah. games. Um, Especially just, last week. Yeah. yeah. I really thought they were going to win that game. Yeah. They just can't really get over that hump. But I think with this draft, the Giants could definitely do something n- next year. But getting back to the Eagles, um, their offense just uh, isn't really as hot as it was last year. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. We'll move on. Uh, the NCAA football, uh, college football playoffs, weekend. championship weekend. We got a lot of championships this weekend. We got Georgia, Alabama. We got the ACC championship. We got, I believe that's Clemson and Penn. And, and Penn? Yep. Pitt. Uh, Pitt. 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 All right. So right now um, the top four is looking <coughs> like Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Georgia right now. How do you guys feel about that? That is what it's projected right now. Personally, I agree with that. And the reason why I agree with that is I think Georgia can definitely compete with Alabama. They look a lot better than they were earlier in the season. And – if Georgia can find a way to win or play competitively with Bama, uh, say they lose but they play competitively, I think they can stay in the top four just in the fact alone that they competed with Alabama, which is not so what a lot of teams can say. When they play this weekend, if they lose, do you think they're still a top four team? If they lose, even in a close if game, Oklahoma I wins, so. and if they lose in a close game, and assuming that the rest of the teams win by not a blowout but a comfortable margin, I think Georgia stays in that top four. But if they get blown out. And assuming Ohio State and uh, Oklahoma both win, that could open the door for well, them to slip in. I'm looking at their uh, the previous games and their final scores, and it looks like Georgia's got a fair margin on every single game. They're consistent with their final scores of being a lot uh, higher than the other teams. Like uh, looking at uh, Auburn, or sorry, not Auburn, uh, Kentucky is 34-17 against Florida, 36-17. LSU, that's the one they lost, but. Since um, that point, their offense yeah. and both all around, but everything's other, been a lot better. Yeah, they got a good team stacked. The defense stops them. Their offense is uh, out there getting the points. So it looks like they're they're consistent with their scores. So I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, stay. Okay, but um, Oklahoma's playing in the Pac-12 champ- 
Big 12, Big 12 championship this year, and the only team they lost to this year was Texas by Texas. three, and they're playing Texas this week. Yeah. So if they beat Texas, do you think they're the fourth team in? Because personally, I think Alabama, Alabama's probably going to beat Georgia. Uh, Clemson's probably going to win the ACC, and then Notre Dame is locked. I think Notre Dame's a lock. See, theoretically, well, yeah, I think the top three is definitely top, a lock. Top three is locked. Assuming that four spot, I feel like, is yeah. in contention with, I believe, Oklahoma and Georgia. So I, I believe if Oklahoma wins the Big, big 12, they're in. Even yeah. if Georgia if Georgia loses to Alabama, which I think they will, Oklahoma's the four seed. Yeah. Actually, uh, now that you say that, yeah, I can kind of see where you're getting at. Um because yeah. when they even when they lost to Texas, they lost by three points. They lost yeah. by a last second too. field goal. Yeah, yeah, and it was a shootout. shootout. Texas, it was. But let again, me see, forty-eight to forty-five. But then again, that being a shootout, the Big Twelve is known for having terrible defenses, yeah. and that well, could, yeah. and that could be the thing that keeps them out. Looking is that at their losses, though, is like a lot of their teams are they're not even ranked. Like they're playing some pretty bad teams, and they lose to them. So I think that. Uh, Oklahoma's going to beat them. Sorry, but um, I think Oklahoma's defense is what's going to keep them out just based on the fact that the committee does not want to blow out in the Final Four. And I think if they yeah, up, if they end up getting slipped in that f- Final Four, I think they could potentially get blown out by every one of those teams in the top four because yeah. their defense is just not good. I mean, you saw what happened when they played West Virginia a couple weeks ago. That game was a shoot as well. That was like a 50-point game for each team or whatever. So, yeah. I, I think their defensive look could keep them out of the top four. Just like we were talking about earlier, the big games like these college football playoffs or you're talking about the NFL postseason, that's where defense travels and you have maybe a, an unexperienced quarterback like a Patrick Mahomes or, in this case, a Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. And yep. while they are both putting up some very good seasons as far as coming into their rookie year or their freshman year in college, and they're putting up some record-breaking statistics. It really will come down to like what Kevin was talking like about. Like Kyle earlier. Murray. Kyle Murray's a, he's never played. This is his first season starting under Oklahoma too. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's another one. But they talk about the defense travels, and sometimes these newer quarterbacks, while they have played good in big games, they might be a little bit gun shy when it comes to the biggest stage, which is that college football playoff. Yeah, I think uh, I think going with off of what Kobe said about the experience and that sort of thing. I think Trevor Lawrence. I think you're going to see that a lot with him, is because he's. Freshman QB coming in. I mean, granted, he's they're undefeated right now. Granted, they're in the ACC, which is probably worse than the Big 12 overall because they're playing Pitt in the ACC championship, who's seven and five. Yep. Which so, but granted, they're 12 and 0. So we'll just talking Heisman. We're gonna talk Heisman at all. Uh, I have one more question for you guys. So, so once again, top three locked. Mm-hmm. Who's that four seed with Ohio State? If they win the Big Ten championship this weekend, is Ohio State in? See, personally. I think they're gonna lose that game. That's just me. Really? I think that's a trap game. Okay. Northwestern, they're they yeah they're eight and four, and they start the season. They didn't start the season off well. They didn't have their starting QB for the first like two games, but they still play competitively. Yeah. And they start off. I believe they start off like one and four, and but they looked like a good one fourteen, which is crazy to say, because they competed with U of M. They beat yeah Michigan State. Michigan State. And so I think that could potentially be a trap so game. So Georgia they, Georgia loses, Oklahoma loses. Ohio State wins. Is Ohio State in? Yeah, I th- I think yeah. they are based. I th- I think if if that happens, it's going to be based on how Georgia loses and how Ohio State wins. If Georgia gets blown out, then I think Ohio State could slip in. But if, I don't. But if Georgia competes, then I think Georgia could yeah. stay in just based on the fact that they competed with potential or probably the best team in the country. Yeah, Northwestern has played up to some good opponents this season. I think yeah. they'll continue that. There's no way they're going to lay down and let Ohio State take that win. Yeah, that's it. That's something. It. One last thing. Something. Um, some crazy theory that I'm hearing 
is assuming all those teams lose, somehow they would jump UCF in that top four. Which UCF I, is at seven right now. Yeah, which I don't think it happened. I think if they still had Milton, I could think that could happen. But just based on the fact that, that they don't have Milton anymore, season ending, they would not. Yeah. The committee would not put them in the top four. The committee doesn't just look at wins and losses they like the at, AP yeah. poll. They look yeah, at that's what they're trying the to change the roster yeah. team. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they got a whole like, almost a brand new committee, and they look at a lot more in depth. <sighs> than just the statistics, yeah. mm-hmm. who you play, how you play, a lot more yeah. than that. Okay, going off what Kobe said, who's your Heisman pick, then? Kyle Murray. No Kyle doubt. Murray? If we're going off the stats, which is usually how it is every year, it should be Murray or Dwayne Haskins. But with all the hype over Tua, I think – Tua, I, be- I believe Tua is going to win it. Yeah. Well, do hands down, Tua, Tua. is going to win it because yeah. coming off the bench last year – All the hype around him. All the hype yeah. around him and then all the hype around him this year. He did get hurt in the game, mm-hmm. and Hurt stepped in and still won the game. But mm-hmm. Tua is looking like the – Alabama quarterback. If you're under center at Alabama, you're going to be in yeah. the Heisman uh, question. So yeah. I really think it's his to lose. Yeah, you look at his stats for this year: 47 touchdowns to four interceptions. So not only is he beating up on teams that they should beat up on, he's playing solid football. Yeah, he's keeping the ball in the hands of his offense, and that's enabling not only the offense but the defense to play at a high caliber, which they're playing right now. And for Tua, just like you were talking about, to kind of step into the limelight during last year's national championship game, becoming this national sensation instead of a nobody mm-hmm. and really stepping in and filling those shoes completely and making his own shoes really this really, year is what he's really, done. Yep. That's really what he's done. He's, he's stepped in and he has embraced the entire process of yes. becoming a franchise quarterback as a college standard. But mm-hmm. And that is really exceptional to see, and it, he deserves it. Yeah. He really okay, does. but Kyle Murray's stats are looking at 37 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, yep. 163 rushing yards, 11 rushing TDs. Yeah, I think. So the thing about Murray and Tua is Murray has that rushing ability. Yeah, which I sure. think I, I don't know how many. I don't have it right in front of me, but Tua can run. Yeah, Tua can run, but he's he's looking to throw the ball. Yeah, yeah. Murray can. Oh man, there's no one open. Threat. I'm gone. So yeah, yeah. Tua reminds me more of like a Russell Wilson. He can run, but he's more of a pass first kind of guy. Murray, I don't know who he really reminds me of. I want to say Manzo, but that's a terrible comparison considering how Manzo is. But yeah. he's electrifying just like how Manzo was. And funny thing is that Murray, he was at A&M, and he transferred to OU, which is the funny thing about that. But um, I think, in my opinion, it should be it should be Murray. Um, I think the top three right now is Murray, Tua, and I think it's Haskins. I Haskins, I would so say Haskins, QBs. too. Yeah, I Teddy, about Teddy say what do you think? Um, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I was talking to Kevin earlier. And I'm going to agree with him with Murray. I think that his stats are looking a lot better. And, I wouldn't uh, say a lot, but they're well, they're no, but they're better. yeah, yeah. All right. So the top three, you, Teddy, the top three you'd say would be Murray is, is your number one guy. Yeah. Two and then Haskins. Yes. Do you think nobody else? The Justin Herbert, which is the Oregon quarterback. Oh, Oregon quarterback. I think he's four. I think those those are the four. They invite four guys. Yeah, I think those guys. are going to be the yeah. four guys. Those four quarterbacks. Which actually, I, I saw. I heard a stat. There's never been all four quarterbacks have never been invited. It's always yeah. been like a running back or someone else. Yeah, personally, I don't really like the Heisman just because the fact that it's very only skilled players. There's a yeah. lot of good guys like linemen out there that don't get any credit at all. Which hey, is Kevin, I'll dab you up later <laughs> for that. <laughs> all right, separate awards for those guys. Though. Yeah, it's yeah, true. true. But. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to NCAA basketball. Um, a lot of electrifying games lately. Spartans lost. Yeah, Spartans OT. lost. Tough but loss. Michigan that looking was like tough loss. Michigan looking like the team to beat right now as they knocked off uh, UNC last night. That was a good win. That was a good win for them. I uh, give credit to them. Yeah. So, what are you guys thinking right now? Well, 
Gonzaga. I'm, I'm a Michigan State. Gonzaga. Gonzaga, yeah. <laughs> I'm a uh, State fan, so it's a tough loss against uh, Louisville. I mean, night. I do as a trapping them because Louisville, I mean, yeah, they're not as good, but I mean, they're Louisville. They it's got basketball athletes there. school. Yeah. yeah it's a they got school. athletes there. I knew it was going to be a trap game, and they went to OT. So, I mean, obviously, it wasn't a good loss. They're never more wins, but, you know, I can't expect that to be I a loss. I remember playing Louisville in the. The tournament. Tournament, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mondrezel, Harrell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was a good game, and mm-hmm. you, you know they're going to be a good – that's yeah. going to be a good team over there. And I liked what – kind of in a different uh, segment here, but what Coach K said about Duke and the hype train. Remember we were talking about it last time we were on the show. Are they going to lose? Who are they going to lose to? Well, they lost, right? But yeah. – and I love what Coach K came out and said, and he said, Duke fans, like, stop it. Like, these kids, they are literally 18-year-olds. Like, you think about it, it's like us with a year a year more under our, under our belts yeah. out there playing on the national stage on and one na- of the most like, hyped-up teams in the nation, if it's not crazy. the most hyped-up team. And for you to be that young, we haven't seen anyone embrace it like that since LeBron, who really, you know, took that right out of high school, and he is just – he never lost it, right? But for this team – to stay in the limelight like this and just show everyone the talent that they have in this team. Mm-hmm. They're in the mock draft that they just drew up. You have Zion, Barrett at one and two, the first two picks, then the stud from UNC, and then Reddish is pick number four. So you yeah. have those three of the four best possibly players in the nation. For them to lose a game, it's going to happen. He said, Coach K said, Duke fans, stop it. They're not perfect. They're yeah. 18-year-old kids. Just lay off them a little bit. They're just bit. trying to have fun, right. play some basketball, and yeah. then get to the next level. But getting yeah, trying to, to get better. But getting to a U of M, granted, I'm a state fan, so I don't, I don't like seeing U of M win, especially like that. But um, six and zero on the year so far. Yeah, I have to give a, I have to give props to them. They're playing good. Beeline over there is doing a tremendous job. I think something that uh, kind of separates Beeline from Izzo is that Beeline's kind of uh, he's really like evolved as a coach. Like late in his career, there's like he's really late in his career, but he's really evolved his offense and both his defense like he hired a def- like a pretty much a defensive coordinator for his team to help with d- defense and you see that's helping a lot so you, Michigan definitely looks like the team to beat uh, obviously you know we're early in the season so it's going to be a while before we get to the tournament but I think they could be a possible favorite all right so right now the top five is Gonzaga Kansas Duke Virginia and Nevada which Nevada has the Martin twins which I believe yeah. are I think Nevada is the dark horse team of oh, the sure. of the NCAA this year because Last year, I believe they lost in the Sweet 16. Uh, three of their five starters came back, the, both mm-hmm. of the Martin twins and some stud center. So I really think they're the team to beat. They're sitting at 6-0 and right now. So, I mean, it's Nevada. They're not going to play a bunch of, like, big Power schools. Teams, yeah. yeah, But they're still, they're still good. They have winning talent. games. Yeah, yeah and when talent. it comes down to the tournament, like, really doesn't matter who you play. When it comes down to the tournament, you're going to be playing those teams anyway. Look at Loyola, Loyola Chicago, Chicago last yeah. year. They played nobody and cool. went to the Final Four. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and then they talked about uh, Virginia. I want them to be good. Like, they're always yep. hyped up. Every, I want them so bad to be good, and every year they disappoint. And it makes me so <laughs> mad because yeah. I, I want them to be good. And last year, I mean, yeah, they had a tough break. They lost their star player. First round, they lose to uh, Loyola, whatever it was, Sister G. No, it was, oh, no. No, it was, w- it was UMBC. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Different game. Yeah, yeah. but still, Both still, it was a 16-seed team against a one-seed. and First time ever. Yeah. Go dogs. <laughs> And I, I want them to be good, but they just can't ever do it. So I really hope that they can make at least make a run this year, do something more than just get knocked out in the first one of the Sweet 16. Just do something, Virginia. Come on. All right, we will move on to Detroit sports. Uh, the Wings looking good this year. Um, they're, which 
the Wings, for me this year, they've been looking. They're like three spots out of a playoff spot, but they're also like two spots out of the way from the worst team in the league. Yeah. So I wouldn't say they're doing. They're, they're, no, they're no. Doing better than they have in the past. They're, they're showing potential. Okay. okay, okay, okay. The reason Kevin, take it over. Take three, it over. Kevin. The reason why the Wings are three points out of a playoff spot, but one point from being away from being one of the worst teams in in the league, is because the system was broken in the NHL. They're, you get a point for overtime loss. Like, that, that makes no sense. Kevin, right now they're sitting at 11, 11, and three. Just to give you, that's, yeah, that's give like, you that point, and like they have twenty five yeah. points. Exactly, like, like the point system. I mean, you can literally lose every game OT and have a better chance at making the playoffs than the team that won more games but still doesn't have as many points. Like the system is broken. You, sh- you should not get a point for getting an overtime loss. That's basically like tanking in a game. You're like, all right, all we need is a point. Let's just play conservative and get to OT, and then see what happens from there. And it's just. I don't, I don't like it. But getting back to the wings, they look good. I mean, well, not good, but they look better than last year for sure. And the best part about it is that the young guys, the guys that are scoring. You know, yeah. It, so that means something's something's something's, something's, something's brewing over yeah, there. Yeah, something's gonna happen. You know, it's good to it's good to see that the young guys are the ones scoring. They've had a lot of comeback wins, which probably isn't the best, but it's still good <laughs> to see the guys still fighting back even when they're down. Which is something that, that that they didn't do last year. When they got down, they really got down and they didn't come back. But what? What I noticed, I know this isn't part of Detroit sports, but Vegas Golden Knights, you know, they were the big hype last year, you know, first year team just like scoring everything. And looking at them now, they're they're third to last right now. And it kind of surprised me how uh, how fast they've fallen. And Detroit's uh, the ones that used to be pretty bad. And they're I, I'm starting to see a slow, slow well, comeback. Yeah, Detroit was way, they, they were trash last year. And they're, they're coming back. Like I'm seeing a little bit of uh, Which not growth, but yeah. you know. The again, rebuild. It's basically it's like a little, tight, it's yeah. a little early. No, don't give me time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little early, but um, you know, you never know. Hopefully, they make something. Which Detroit did start the season one and ten. They started yeah. off bad. They started off one and ten and have yeah. won. They're now eleven, eleven and three. Yeah, they um. They, so the, the beginning screen. of the season probably for the NHL is different because yeah. like you're getting into it and. Mm-hmm. The NHL, I believe, is one of the hardest sports out there because they play oh, yeah. nonstop games, and mm-hmm. they that is definitely one of the hardest sports to like physically. Physically, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you see, the, like uh, the reason why the Wings started off so bad was because their veteran defenders and Cronwall was injured. I believe the Kaiser was hurt too for a little bit, and that was that's what really hurt them. And as soon as they came back, that you really saw that team come together as one, and that's why they went on that hot streak. At one point, they were one of the hottest teams in hockey. They won, I think, they won like nine out of ten games for a streak or something like that, something close to that. So they definitely uh something's brewing over there, like Hunter said. I don't I don't think they're gonna do anything major this year, but it's it, like it's definitely gonna be a better result than what we saw last year. They got a lot of young, fast players yeah. who show a lot Athletes of potential. CEO, yeah, Mantha, um, Larkin, Larkin, yes, the dude leading leading the Red Wings in points right now yes. is Larkin, twenty one. Yeah, you Mantha, Larkin, that's really the core right there. Yeah. I think the last thing they really need right now is to sweep out Cronwall and all those old guys on defense and probably get a better goalie. Maybe I not. like watching Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi as well. Like he's him. not, I mean, yeah. I like he's him. not, I wouldn't say he's one of the better players. Dark but horse. He's yeah, a dark horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun to watch him go in. He goes into the corner and bodies up his, his uh, <laughs> yeah. opponents. It's fun to watch that. So let's move on to them Lions, huh? Oh, those Lions. Oh, Kevin, don't get me started. Um... So, carry on. Probably won't play this week. Yeah. Uh, they're playing the Rams this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oof. Um, I have so faith. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm I, about to say something, Teddy. The Lions are going to win this game, and I'm going to say it right now. The Lions are going to win this game because they're not going to win this game. No. That's why they're going to win this game. Exactly. If, you, if you're a Lions fan, you know what I just said because yeah, but every game every, every game that the Lions are, are supposed, supposed to, to get win. blown out, the Patriots, Green Bay, 
they, Carolina. They win the all, games you're not supposed to win. Exactly, and it sucks watching that. So when and then when then when they're supposed to beat teams like who did we play Dallas, last week? They, Dallas, they yeah, should have beat Dallas. They should have beat, beat Jets. They should have beat Seattle. a bunch of other should teams. Yeah, Forty Niners. A lot of teams. Yeah, I thought we were showing some promise when we had that what some would call a meaningless win against Carolina when they said, "Well, why don't they just lose and get yeah. a better yeah. draft pick?" Blah 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 blah. And while you could have called that a meaningless win, it was good to see that these guys were actually still playing. They were yeah. playing for something. They showed a little heart in that game. Mm-hmm. And so I was optimistic going into the Bears game. The Thanksgiving, I was very ma- optimistic the Thanksgiving Day matchup with Trubisky out. We had Chase Daniels. Nobody's ever heard of this guy. I've actually heard of him, but, but he's a I mean, yeah, backup. That's true. But he is a career backup. You know, mm-hmm. he's not landed a starting spot anywhere mm-hmm. in any big-time organization. And he comes out there, and he picks apart the Lions. And yeah. we laid down, and we just let him. I, I mean, it showed, like, I didn't see any of the heart from the Carolina game in that game, and that's yeah. why I disagree with Hunter. I don't think we have it in us to so, win like, this game. This is like I know, like this is not the same type of losing lines that we're used to seeing. Like this is like the most inconsistent team I've ever seen from Detroit, and that's yeah. saying something. I mean, like 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 I said, they win the games that they're not supposed to win. They lose the ones that they're supposed to win. I mean, this is like honestly, if they had won, like what I was predicting is that they were sitting at four and six coming into the Bears game. I was like, all right. They're gonna win this game. They're gonna win every game besides that one against the Rams. That's what I was gonna say. I'm like, all right, they're gonna be at nine and seven, have a chance to make the playoffs. But now, I don't think it, uh, I don't have any hope for them. Out of the picture, right? And and I think at the beginning of the season they had hope, which is why they were able to pull off those big wins. Yeah. And now we're later in the season, they don't they don't see that potential. But I, I mean, really though, I mean, do you really want the Lions to have another eight and eight season? Do you think they even get to eight and eight? I don't think. I think you get like maybe seven and nine, maybe okay. maybe. Um, and also, so, but, thing. but to clarify, you are calling that the Lions are going to beat the Rams. Yeah, they're going to beat the Rams. I know no. they're going to beat the Rams. So um, record that. Okay. <laughs> hey, we're recording it right now. I know. Um, another thing about the Rams game this week, it's Sue's return to Detroit yes. in his first game back as a, another player. He He'll was with the. Suspended. <laughs> he'll probably stop on stoppers. <laughs> um, he was. <laughs> so he was two years at the Dolphins, and now he's with the Rams. So this is he hasn't played a game back in Detroit. He's played against the Lions, but never nah, at never Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, talk about complimenting Aaron Donald. You have a guy like Sue who can eat up double teams. We talk about Aaron Donald was getting double teamed eighty three percent of the time. You said Hunter, and he's still getting stuff done. What helps when you have Sue another three hundred x pounds of beef lining up across from you and sue can take on two guys as well just about every play because he's just such a presence out there and although he isn't putting up the numbers as like aaron donald is and he's not as much of a utility and overall just a balanced player as he is he still does his job and he eats up those double teams and he is effective in the run game which without carry on you look at that matchup with the two inside defensive tackles Mm -hmm. and the defense that the rams bring which is a solid defense along with that explosive offense and it spells trouble for the lions yep what I was saying before, I believe the Rams have the best defense in the league yeah. because when you have someone like Aaron Donald and then the Sue's right there and then Akabaka or who's that? <laughs> who's that guy that had two touchdowns against the Chiefs? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch all that game, so oh, I did. I it was it. awesome. But uh, best game ever. But Hunter, I I'm, at first I wasn't agreeing with you with the Lions were going to win, but now thinking about it, I think the Rams are going to come after the Lions. I think it's going to open up. Just small little routes for Stafford to throw to his wideouts now, and I think that's going to help them win. Just, just that fact alone, the fact that the Rams are like, all right, I'm just come after Detroit, just bring the whole house, and I think yep. that's going to like make Stafford get the ball off his hands quicker, which could help them. Which actually, that's why they won the game in Carolina because yeah. they, he got the ball out of his hands. Yeah, because their wideouts for the Lions, 
Stafford has Kenny Galladay and then three high school players trying to throw it to right, yeah. right now. And the, and the three other guys, they cannot get off. I mean, honestly, Galladay can't get off of a DB. And Galladay really. is still only a two-year guy. Yeah. He's exactly. second year, so like the fact that he's their number one receiver right now, which Marvin Jones was placed on IR this IR, week. Yep, so so he's done for the season, which I think is a good thing because forget about this season. Yeah, exactly. We got carry on next. I think they should put carry on on IR, too, and just focus yeah. on next season and I get traffic. And Riddick has to have a big game for them. That's yep. who I think. Yeah. That's, yep. the, that's the that's the yep. guy who I think has to come out big, and obviously Blunt will be in there for Blunt will be a majority in there, of the first and second down sets. But when you bring Rio, uh, Theo Riddick in there and you put him in the back, and you really could line him up in a two back set with him and Blunt, and that's just kind of yeah. mix it up. And mm-hmm. I like how they leaked Blunt out into the out into flat, the flat, and they actually got him out in there and caught some balls, and he used his feet and out there, and he actually did a yeah. solid job. I, I didn't expect that, but. That's where Riddick comes in a lot, is out in that slot position, that slot receiver, mm-hmm. or in that two-back set, and you can leak him out. And yeah. that he, he's going to have to have a big game for the Lions. Yeah, because Blunt's not going to have the game like he did last week, two touchdowns, yeah. probably nine yards, uh, 17 carries. Yeah. So he's not going to have that type of game with against the Rams' defense. So really, Theo's that X-factor because it's really – there's offenses there. Matthew Stafford, Theo, LeGarrette, and yeah. Kenny Galladay. So. Some, something I saw the Lions did good last week was like how we were saying how they mixed it up. Like they put, they put Blunt back there – and they ran out on a route, which no one expected. And I think, I think they can do that it's now. A tendency, yeah, tendency, tendency breaker. breaker. Yeah, and I think what they can do, they can put Theo out in the slot and then put Blunt in the backfield. And I think you just really run your whole, you just run everything around that formation right there. Yeah, because then you can run the ball with Blunt. Granted, he's not going to get you some blazing speed, but he, he'll, he'll get you four yards. That's that's all you need. And I think you can just toss it out to Theo, get him going too. I think you could have, could have something brewing this weekend. We could. We will see. Well, and considering it well that concludes another edition of cheap seats thanks to my partners teddy hirschfield Derek dungan kevin mccormick jr and kobe manzo yes sir i hope everybody has a great day and make sure to continue to watch loam and tune into all our podcasts until next time for wdbc i'm hunter chambers